Hey everybody, welcome back to the Matt Reports. Super excited uh, for my returning guest today, Rafal Tamal, uh, lead designer at Copyblogger, uh, somebody who I've been following ever since I can remember looking at the uh, the first few Genesis themes uh, and Studio Press themes uh, all the way till today. Somebody I highly respect in the WordPress community, not just designers, but as a person, as a WordPress user, as a community member. We're going to talk about his new book, The Essential Web Design Handbook. And uh, we're going to get into sort of the, the nitty gritty of, you know, if you are a seasoned designer or a new designer, just, you know, you've, you just discovered WordPress three months ago and you're like, how do I get my head around this? We're going to talk about um, the essential stuff that you need to know about web design. And, and he, is the, he is the guy to tell us about that. This is part of the web design series that I'm doing on the Matt Report. It's a story arc for this, uh, these next few episodes. We're talking from, to people who are either ready to launch a new site and they're, they're talking to me saying, okay, here's how I set my budget. Here's how I thought about my brand. Here's how I'm going to measure ROI. So we're talking to people who are just setting out. Now we're talking to people who are also the service providers for those uh, website launches. So people who are handling five to $10,000 projects, people who are handling $50,000 projects, people who are designing on Shopify and not even WordPress, right? We're starting to to broaden that experience here at the Matt Report. Uh, and I really hope you're enjoying it. If you want to stay connected, it's mattreport.com slash subscribe, join the mailing list. It's the number one way to stay connected. If you do enjoy the show, I'd always like uh, to beat out uh, Rafal's boss, Brian Clark, who is, runs his own <laughs> podcast. So head on over to iTunes uh, and give me a five-star review. Help, uh, help us get found. Without further ado, Rafal, for those folks who don't know you, which I don't know how they don't know you by now, but give folks a two-minute elevator pitch of who you are and what you do. Hi, Matt. Thanks for having me again on your show. Um, so I am the designer at Copy Blogger Media. I design websites for uh, the company. So all of our websites, you see copyblogger.com, studiopress.com, web synthesis, uh, all of them are designed by me. And I also did design for our projects like Rainmaker platform and other plugins. I'm not anymore too into uh, StudioPress themes, but no, I'm still the the designer for, for the entire company. That's great. Um, before we get into the book, and I should have prefaced this before we started the show, but you just reminded me about about the Rainmaker platform. For those folks who don't know, um, it is a uh, hosted solution from the folks over at Copy Blogger. It gets all of the fun stuff uh, that we normally experience with WordPress, putting it together ourselves, like you know, uh, lead funnels and memberships and e-commerce and blogging, sort of all rolled into one in some nice simplistic hosted platform. My question to you as a designer, Rafal, was it a different methodology for designing uh, that product versus your, your typical WordPress theme? In other words, did you have to put on a different thinking cap to approach that project versus a WordPress theme? Uh, you know, it was definitely the biggest project, project uh, I've made so far. So, and there were so many people involved in working on Rainmaker platform. So... I think the only difference was that I wasn't the only one. It wasn't no like one man show anymore. I had to work with a few developers. Um, I talked to some other people about the user experience, usability. So we had to pull put together all those different uh, pieces of puzzle and and you know 
make sure it all works together very well. So, and it's been a very big project. We've been working for a you know, few very solid months uh, before we even had a better version of, of the platform. Uh, do you remember one like big challenge, like maybe with the developers when you design something and the developers just said, "No way can we do this. <laughs> this is just way too intense uh, of a design." Is anything did anything like that come up? Yes, you know there were a lot of limitations when it comes to designing interface for a Rainmaker platform because uh, we didn't like uh, you know it's based on WordPress, of course. So we and we didn't rewrite um, the entire HTML markup. We based everything on WordPress uh, markup. So we had to stick to the same layout, to the same uh, position of, of elements. So, so there, was, there were many limitations. I, you know, I couldn't just do everything I wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, we had to stick to the, to the base core of, of what WordPress already has. Yeah. Um, and then for the, for the themes, I guess, and maybe you guys don't call them themes on the Rainmaker platform, but uh, are th- designing themes easier uh, now that you control the platform or, or, or just the same uh, in the sense of a, a WordPress theme? No, I think it's the same. If you are a Genesis um, <clears throat> developer and you've been working with uh, Genesis Charting for a while, I'm sure there will be no problems for anyone to create something for Rainmaker platform. It's basically the same, the same thing, same rules. Um, th- it might be a bit different if you design a custom theme for a client. Then you know it, you need to think more about making everything. Um, you know to um, how to say that to make sure everything is connected sure. with uh, with Rainmaker functionalities. So, you know, there are many things in Rainmaker that um, you've never seen anywhere uh, outside, of, outside of the platform. So you need to, you know, make sure you know, your code, your design goes well with, um, for example, podcasts or, um, or e-commerce functionalities or membership stuff. So, you know, it, it takes a little bit of time, you know, to get used to it. Same thing like uh, for developers who start working with Genesis uh, Framework. Now it takes time to get used to um, all those hooks and be more familiar with the with, uh, with the framework. But once you know it, then it's all much easier and much faster to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's transition into the storyline topic. And I sort of introduced the context before that in this story arc, we're we're talking to everybody that's involved in the web design process, right? We're we're talking to the person who actually is out looking for a designer, right? So I interviewed Jason Resnick and he talked about how he set his budget, how he looked for designers, how he sort of interviewed them and what his goals are for the site. And I talked to other designers um, that who are building the building the solution for these folks, right? So we talk about from that angle, right? How they negotiate the prices, how they set the goals for their clients, that kind of thing. Um, today, I'm interested to talk to you about the designers who are in the audience hearing all of my other stories, right? So they've heard the story about how the person interviews them, how they set the budget before they go to talk to them. The person who's listening to this, you know, listen to uh, Carson talk about a $50,000 plus project and how he handles and scales that. So now that they've got the ammo to understand the business side of things, what about the design part of this? What about the designer who's listening to this going, you know, 
I've only been I've only been doing WordPress design for the last year, and maybe I'm really not designing from scratch. Maybe I'm using a Genesis starter th- or the Genesis starter theme, and I'm tweaking some font choices and I'm tweaking some background colors um, from the book. You know, let's just let's just go head on with the problem. What do you think the number one thing is? that designers should know before they dive into a project, to dive into a new web project? Uh, I think is a, you know, a good research is very important before you even start a project. So you want to find out for who you want to design your website for. Uh, you want to know who, who is your audience. Um, and, you know, the second part, the second uh, thing is you want to find out what functionalities you need in your design, you know, what style uh, those people may like. So I think all those part of the research part and you know um, discover, discover part is very important in the beginning. Let's take a look at how you do that process. And in, in the beginning of this, of this story arc for us, I interviewed Angie Meeker and we spent two and a half hours <laughs> on a Google Hangout uh, doing a discovery project uh, or a, a standard discovery process for uh, one of my products called Conductor Plugin. And uh, I've, I've certainly edited uh, the show down by this point. I'm sort of talking about myself in the future. So it's kind of weird. But we spent two and a half hours um, and I've probably broken down that, that system into three different podcasts for folks to listen to. Uh, but before we even started discovering who our client was, we spent about 45 minutes dissecting who I was, right? Who I was as the business owner, what uh, my product meant to the market and what our values were. Um, and we listed all that stuff out on paper and we sort of built a little storyline for myself. And then we built a storyline for who our potential customers are. Is that similar to you? Do you have like a technical process that you that you run through, like by starting by writing something out on a grid? Like what does that look like? Uh, you know, it's also you mentioned that um, you start by defining like who you are and what you want your product to be. You know, it's the same. I think it was also very important to set a goal for your for mm-hmm. your website. Like, mm-hmm. what's your goal of your website? If you want to get more uh, just signups, or if you want to sell a product, or is is it more informa- informational uh, website? So all those stuff, you know, like setting goals and knowing where you where do you want to go before you start the journey so i think this part is also very important but um now in my in my book i describe more the practical way the more i talk more about the you know how it looks from the practice uh practical point of view uh so when it comes to design i focused more on showing people that you should make some sketches first and you know visualize your ideas not only writing them them down and you know thinking about them too long you know you can you can sketch everything it's, it helps a lot to visualize your ideas and you know look at them from different perspective when you actually see them on a paper and and when you have a pen and paper you are you have all that flexibility in creating whatever you want you are not limited to any um, you know, HTML markup or, you know, what, it, what can you do or you, what you can't do in, in Photoshop. You can just uh, come up with as many ideas as you want and you can, you know, think about them, show them to someone. You can discuss them with, uh, with your team. So I found sketches uh, as one of, you know, the fir- I think it's my first step in my designing process. Sure. So 
is very, very efficient. Yeah. Did, uh, I do know, uh, and well, I know for a fact, because you and I spoke sort of off air about how much work <laughs> went into creating this book, um, from your, you know, from, from the research, from the writing it, of course, and illustration and things like that. Uh, but I do know that you recently, well, by recently, I, I'm say, I think in the, like the last year is when you did the redesign um, of your main website. Is that true? Is it, has it been a year since you've had this newer design? Um, I think I redesigned it uh, maybe less than a year. I think we redesigned it in September or okay. August, I, yeah, something like this. Right. And I, I moved my, my own website to Rainmaker platform, by the way. Okay. Um, all I know is I get lost in playing with the menu, right? <laughs> I just love yeah. clicking on the menu and watching it animate. It's just, I can do it all day long. Um, when you redesigned the site, what did that process look like? I mean, did you, how long did it take you to go from sketch to, to design for your own website? Oh man, that's, uh, designing your own website is the, <laughs> it's always the, the hardest project you ever going to work on. If I told you that the Waymaker platform was the biggest project, I lied to you because my own <laughs> website was probably a bigger project than that. And Brian Gardner is a, is a witness to this because I showed him a, a few concepts and just wanted to get his feedback on my design. You know, we often share uh, our designs, whatever we are working on, personal projects or, you know, company projects. So um, I, he knows how many different concepts I had for my, for my own website. So, you know, when it comes to design um, something for yourself, you need to, yeah, you need to think... Uh, more about how other people want, how do you want other people to see you, and and I think um, what's your brand and how you want to show uh, as a person. You know, that's that's a lot of different thinking than than when you work for a client. Mm -hmm. Work was your did you know that you were going to be at the time that you were redesigning the site or at least starting to plan out the site? Had you known you were going to launch the ebook? Was that already in the works at the same time? Oh yeah, you know. When I when I was um, I was pretty close to finish the e the book, I was thinking like I can't launch the ebook on that ugly website. I have you know <laughs> I have to redesign it. So and everyone told me your website is very good. You know the design looks great and and many people ask me if, you know if I'm going to uh, replace my design, can I just make it uh, turn it turn it into a theme and you know give it for free or something like that? But I was you know so embarrassed of my old design. That I just wanted to replace it before I release the release the the, the book. Um, so did you when you launched that, uh, or when you launched the book? Did you have, or excuse me, when you launched the new website, had you already started like sketches and and layouts for the ebook pages as well? Um, yeah, I had no. I've been working on my book for a very long time. So, and I had a. I had it almost done, I think in like June or July. Then I had a few months break because you know I, I there was so much uh, to prepare for the for the baby. I know we had to buy a lot of stuff, and I I thought I would launch this book much sooner, <laughs> but because of because of all of that stuff, I I had to took I had to take a, a few months break, and then I got back to to book. So after a few months, when you get back to the old project, you want to rewrite everything and, of course, you know, redo almost um, every single page. So it took me a while again to, to redo everything. 
until I finally decided that this is the final version and I'm going to launch it in December which uh, didn't happen. Of course, I launched in January. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as, as, as always, it's the way it always happens. Um, when you get into the, uh, like when you, once you start getting into the book and you, and you get past uh, the preparation of design work, you start getting into, actually, I guess this falls in the same category of, of preparation. Um, it's the ideas and inspiration, right? Uh, you have yes. you have an entire chapter on that. That idea is an inspiration for me. Is I love it and I hate it at the same time because I will get lost in <laughs> do in <laughs> like looking at other uh, other areas to get inspired from. Always thinking of new ideas along the way. So how do you kind of uh, how do you kind of wrap your head around that in the book? You know how do you instruct us to sort of look at ideas and inspirations from around the web? So you know, I think more about getting uh, getting inspired, more like a uh, sp- sprint run. So you don't want to spend too much time on it, and you don't want to, you know, you don't want to look at other websites for a week or two weeks because then you get you know so many different ideas, and and every time you look at the at the new design, you will think that this is better than the previous one, and you and you'll be inspired by something new every time you, you look at it. So I would suggest to spend like one day or two days, no more, and um, browse a, you know, a few, di- few different websites, some websites that are similar uh, to what you are working on uh, in, the, in the context, and some websites that are similar in design that what you want to achieve. So, so if you gather some of different, uh, different websites, and maybe make make a, a few quick sketches just to get some just to, just to save some ideas from all those websites, and then before you start designing, close all those you know inspirations and look only at your, at your sketches and you know start designing only as you remember the those projects, not how you, you know the best the worst idea is to have another project open another window and look at you no know, by looking at this project work on your own so you no know, you will be influenced too much by by one design and you'll be always you know thinking about changing something not to copy this design so i would suggest to close everything and have on have on your sketches uh you know in front of you so you can process all of those ideas all those screens you saw you know through uh your own uh, thinking and you know incorporate some of your own experiences before you start designing it. That is ridiculously amazing advice. <laughs> I, I love the uh, thinking of it as a sprint runner because I mean that's exactly what I do. Like I will spend, like I will give myself like well give yourself a week to kind of research all these things and then eh, you know what give myself another week so that I can really refine this um, and then when I get into it. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm by no means a designer, but when I'm just like, t- even when I'm just tweaking things on my blog, it's like, I'm like, you know, tabbing between like another site what I really, where I really mm-hmm. love the typography. And I'm just like, boy, it looks good. And I'll just like go and I'll edit mine a little bit. Then I'll go back and look at theirs. Like, is that spacing exactly the same and go back to mine and do it again. But no, I mean, shutting all that stuff out is, no, and- is amazing. And that's a difference between working for a client and when you work uh, on your own project. Right. Because when you work for a client, you have you know you have a budget. You don't want to, you know, spend too much time on 
on browsing different websites because you want to get the project done in a certain amount of time. Right. And you, when you work on your own personal project, you feel like you have you know, the whole time in the world to work on the project. <laughs> so, you know, it, it extends to weeks and months of uh, research and browsing and, you know, getting inspired. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's another great piece of advice right there is sort of treating your own internal project um, as a, as a client project. There's a deadline, there's a budget, you know, there's, there's only so much, so many resources you can throw at the discovery process uh, in order, before you have to get uh, to the actually doing the work. Um, so that's great yeah. stuff. And so when I redesigned my, my website last time, I try to do everything like I would do for a client. I start by getting some, um, you know, by looking at some uh, inspirational designs. I design typography, I design colors, I make, uh, I made some wireframes, and then I made full mockups in Photoshop before I started coding. So I only made some few changes while coding the theme, but I went through all this process I described in my book and that I would always do for, for a client. And I discovered that this just worked great and I did my redesign. You know, the, the last concept I took and I decided to do go to go you know this way, then um then it took me not so long. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. What does design environment mean to you is it like a a way to get uh sort of in the mood to design is it like a mental state is it something that you do uh with software or is it something totally different um you know the moment you you open photoshop you know you start you know at least i'm 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 talking from my perspective i know i'm going to start um doing some um magic in my Photoshop and, you know, everything since uh, I've opened Photoshop, everything I make, you know, will have uh, some final influence on something. So, so to me, you know, having a good design environment, having everything uh, set up in a specific way is, is very important, not just for, uh, not just to, to do your job, you know, faster and more efficient, but also, like you said, it's, it's more like a, like a ritual and you know, I see everything uh, on my screen, and then I switch to the to the design mode, and I, then I then I know I I'm gonna start my work. Mm. Yeah, it's it's it is great advice. I mean, I think a lot of people are sort of, uh, you know, I, I'm doing this I'm doing this series um, of blog posts right now. And it's actually something that I might eventually just turn into like a free uh, ebook or just some kind of like structured onboarding to the concept of running a WordPress business. And right now I've sort of looked at, you know, four different characters uh, of WordPress business owners, one of them being uh, called the cobbler. Uh, the person who's just repairing shoes, um, the artist, uh, somebody who's doing really great work that is sought after, right? People are like, hey, I definitely want to, I want to hire you. Like I heard your work is phenomenal. Um, and then the other two characters are more sort of when the business scales and uh, that's the the boutique boss man. That's the person who is, you know, running a small agency. Um, they sort of have to remove themselves from the workman's role because now they have to run a business, they have to hire people, they have to you know build the business. There's and, and they're not coding and designing day to day. And then there's the digital maven, somebody who is okay. Now we've built this this service business, and now I want to sell product. Like I want to discover this other channel of revenue. Um, but I want to talk about 
the cobbler versus the artist. And um, I would very much categorize you as the artist. Um, and I think the biggest difference between the cobbler and the artist is the cobbler will just take anything, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, it's certainly a business that they've carved out for themselves. Like, the, like I always relate it to the $500 client. And nothing wrong with a $500 client if you're profitable and, and both parties are happy. It just very rarely do I see a very happy engagement of 500 bucks um, because either one person wants more than the other and, and that kind of thing. But what do you think it takes for the person to, to kind of break out of being the cobbler and sort of the becoming the artist, um, if you if you can kind of wrap your head around that concept. Um, I think you know it's more like how you see yourself and what do you think your your own personal brand is. Mm. Now, like I decided uh, when I recently designed my website, I decided to brand myself as a someone who teaches design. So I'm not only designer, I want to show people that I will teach design and they will always, you know, they can always come to my website and they will find some helpful and, you know, helpful resources and they can learn about design. So that that moment I decided to be, you know, like a teacher, I think it also positioned me as an expert in this area because, you know, people see that I teach someone else mm. and and, you know, so I must know something more about design than just, you know, doing work. So, you know, I think that's one thing that once you start teaching, then you can position yourself more as a, someone who can, you know, who, who is on, on a much higher uh, position, the hierarchy of uh, all of designers around there. So I would always recommend to, and to everyone to start your blog, start writing about your design process and, you know, sharing your information, and this will, you know, rise your authority, and and you know, you will position yourself as a as a not just a designer that does work for five hundred bucks, but you know, someone that can provide much more value. Right, right. Let's sidestep for a moment uh, away from the book and and talk about maybe even your path uh, to becoming. Uh, the digital maven, right? Somebody who who wants to sell uh, a digital product. Uh, you know, you have your quote unquote, you have your day job, um, but then you've you've got this this other product and and yours uh, being the very ebook that we're talking about today. What has this process been like as you've sort of transitioned from the day job to the the teacher, and now you are positioning the product for sale? Uh, have you learned anything along this way that you can share with the audience? I mean, granted, you have ridiculously great mentorship and experience for being at Copyblogger because they've been teaching us all about this stuff for many years, <laughs> many years now. Um, but what has your journey been like becoming, uh, going from the artist to the digital maven? Uh, your, your, your thoughts uh, on this whole selling an ebook, building a, a community, growing an audience, that kind of thing. You know, I think I was just tired of make, of working for, uh, for clients and <laughs> doing all the <laughs> custom custom websites uh, but also you know like you said we're, I've been working for Copyblogger for over four years now so you know I'll have to be blind and deaf not to you know be influenced <laughs> by all those marketers and and you know not to start uh, my own blog and and you know thinking about writing a book and teaching uh, people design so that was to me that was a natural process like I've learned a lot from from my colleagues at Copyblogger, and I know it works. I know you know 
they are experts in this field, so they know what they are talking about. So I'm glad I can learn from them. You know, everyone can learn from them. If you sign up to my copy blogger or read copy blogger blog, you know, that's that's the way how how I learn from them. And you know, starting you know, when I was thinking like what else I can do beside my day job, there were two options. You know, maybe there were more options, but to me, were like two options. I can do more custom freelance projects for clients, which I definitely didn't want to do. <laughs> or I can start, you know, something like a new hobby or, I mean, I can, so that was like third option. So I could st start something new, something, you know, as in, something else in, in design. But of course, design is to me, is my hobby, is my passion, is my job. So I was thinking only about design. Mm. So to me, it was um, pretty natural that I can start teaching design, I can start sharing my experiences, my, sharing some free resources and see what happens. You know, if I can grow a community around my website, if anyone will be listening to me, if anyone will be interested uh, in what I have to say, and I have gathered over, over 5,000 people in my email so far, so I think it works. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Did you have that fear of people not caring what you have to say? Did that ever cross your mind? Oh yeah, you know the uh, the the time when I hit publish uh, on my sales page for the ebook, I felt embarrassed, like, <laughs> <laughs> and I felt you know scared. Like, I felt embarrassed because I thought I'm launching something bad. You know, there's you know there might be some bad information, or I mislead someone to something uh, wrong. And I was scared of uh, what people say. What you know, if people if people will hate it, or you know, if someone will change opinion about um, my work and uh, how I design. But you know, the the moment I start getting positive feedback and I got I start getting some first reviews, I you know felt so relieved, and then I then I knew that I did the right thing, and uh, that was that was a good choice. Yeah, I mean. I mean, don't take this the wrong way, but I, I'm so glad I, I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> I'm so glad that you that you were afraid to hit publish because God, I feel that same way with with everything I do. And, and for somebody who is uh, so talented like yourself, feeling embarrassed to actually put this out into the wild is, um, you know, to me, I'm like, wow, this is beautiful. Uh, and to you, you're like, boy, I'm, I, you know, I don't think this is up up to snuff enough uh, to even release. Um, you know, it's just it's just a concept that doesn't escape anybody like no one is uh you know invincible to this sort of self-doubt and fear uh and and it's just uh it, it consumes all of us and it's just getting past that is is what allows us to uh to really shine and um you know when i was talking to everybody else in this series and, and all the entrepreneurs that i talk to it's like you know it's that one out of ten one out of twenty and if you don't show up to play and hit those home runs you know every one out of 10 or one out of 20, uh, you will never feel that level of, uh, of success and everybody strikes out. And uh, this is just the nature of the game. Did you ever, are there any stories of, uh, you know, you showed, you've, you know, maybe, maybe talked to uh, Brian Gardner or Brian Clark or maybe somebody else on the team and, and showed them what you were, you were doing? Did you get any, any helpful pointers from them along the way that you can share? Um, you know, uh, I wanted to start, I wanted to do everything myself. That was one of my mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I wrote the, the book, I designed it, I wrote um, my sales page copy, I designed the sales page. So I was trying to do everything myself just because I wanted to try everything and see 
you know, if I can do this. And you no, know, I had this my I, I had this whole idea in my head how I wanted you know to look, and so I didn't want to anyone to influence me on on anything and uh, change my my ideas. But I know it was a mistake. I could you know I should probably hire someone to write a good uh, sales page copy, not to. Try not to try to do everything myself, and that was also one of the reasons why it took me so long to finish it. So you know, the, to to answer your question, I didn't talk to. I told Brian about the, the about the book I'm I'm launching. I think like a few months before before I launched it, so it was almost done. And you know, we just talked about. Uh, I just told told him about my idea and and how it all looks. So, but I didn't. Didn't ask for any advice, and <laughs> I was focused on doing everything myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so many of us, so many of us are, and um, you know, it's funny. It's folks like you and I who uh, are working with clients or have worked with clients. We we try to get them to buy into our uh, our own process. Like that's like like. 70 80 percent of the battle like you before you get to the actual work part of it it's like here's how we do this it's discovery it's wireframing it's testing it's launch it's testing again like this is the process we have to do and we sort of wrestle with our clients sometimes because they just want to skip a certain phase or they just want to go right into design or design and browser that kind of thing and we're like no 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 you have to follow this but then we do our own internal projects and we're like i'm just going to do everything myself i'm not going to reach for that outside help, uh, which is what people are doing when they hire us. They, they need that help. Um, it's just so funny that we think we can do everything. And at the same time, we're telling our clients like, no, 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 you can't do everything. Give it to us. <laughs> if you want the best <laughs> yeah. result, give it to us. Um, you know, and I realized when I launched my ebook, I realized how important copy is, you know, like how important it is to hire a good copywriter I thought like I would make this you know beautiful ebook. I would pull it out there, and I thought like no matter what I say, people would, would buy it because you know the ebook looks nice and you know <laughs> I I, uh, I listed all those cool you know chapters with uh, covers for for every chapter you know with illustrations. But I know that was a, another hard lesson I learned that it's not that easy that people won't buy. Uh, will not buy you know your book just by looking at your cover. You know they 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 you know you need to convince them and you need some very good copywriting about your book, just so they can know better like what's inside. You know and um, you know you want you want to sell. You know when you release a product, you want to sell as many copies uh, as you as you can. You know and so that was that should be the your goal. Yeah. Let's talk about that real quick. What took more time in this entire process? Was it the actual, you know, writing of the book or was it the illustrations or was it like 50-50? Like what, what did you spend more time on uh, when you were crafting this book? No, the, the illustrations uh, didn't take too long just because I drew them all at once and I made them more uh, as a icon set, which mm. I share for free in my designer's area. So then I just use different uh, different icons and to put together illustrations. Uh, there were there are some custom illustrations I made specifically for uh, for a chapter or something uh, to to illustrate something specific. But you know all of other illustrations I just uh, use different icons and I put them together uh, in a certain way. Yeah. Um, what's the rough? What, how long did was it uh, in writing? Was it 
was it two months did you say or or is it more than that oh in writing you know i started writing this book like two years ago <laughs> oh, <So>. wow <laughs> So it's, it's hard to estimate because, you know, I started writing um, a little bit different book. I was start writing about the design process. Then I had an idea that I could, you know, show more uh, from the practical point of view, show more how I design a, a real site, not just to talk about the process. There are just too many books about, about the process, um, not too many books that show real work, uh, you know, and what 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 the steps I take to complete the, f the final design. So I changed uh, my idea then back then. So I had to rewrite some parts. Then you know I had a few long breaks, like I told you before. Um, then after after every you know couple months break, when I came back to to my book, I had to rewrite almost <laughs> every single part. <laughs> and uh, I designed a few different layouts for the book to. So it was more, more like, you know, I'm not regretting any of this time. It was, you know, to me, it was a learning process. Right. I, I, was, I learned a lot, you know. I love reading about design. So, so I had to also read, uh, you know, a few books about uh, layout, colors, and typography just to refresh my, my knowledge, just to, you know, get some, uh, you know, uh, new ideas for, for my chapters. So it was all, you know, like... Um, Fun pro it was more like a fun project, and I wasn't so concerned about getting it done for a, you know, I didn't have like a deadline or something like this. I was just thinking like, you know, I don't, I didn't want to be uh, stressed about finishing the book for um, by some time. I, I just thought like, whenever I finish this, I will put it out there, and I want to make sure it's the the best thing I can make. Yeah, absolutely. What? Uh, how did you keep track of all your chapters and stuff like that? Was it just Evernote or? Google Docs, like what did you use to kind of keep yourself organized? I use Google Docs a lot. Yeah, I started in Evernote, then I moved to Google Docs just because uh, Evernote was much harder to use in on iPad. Ah, okay. Yes, I think Evernote app is much better now probably, but mm. back then uh, I found Google Docs uh, much easier um, to, to use my, my iPad. Yeah, so like you'd be writing chapters on your iPad like at a coffee shop or something? Yeah, and I had my um, Apple keyboard, which was much more uh, convenient than, than typing on the screen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, that's great. There's two more things that I want to just chat about real quick, um, and then we can uh, close up the interview and tell folks where they can grab this amazing book. At the bottom of your website, uh, you have two personal projects, uh, Typespiration and Gridspiration. Um, can you talk to us about that? Because I don't think that was around when I first interviewed you. Um, what is that all about? Uh, yeah, so Gridspiration was uh, just a quick idea uh, to organize some of the most popular uh, Dribbble tags. Mm -hmm. You know, I come to Dribbble almost every day. I visit uh, this website and I browse uh, different designs. I'm trying to be you know, up to date with what other designers are working on. And I always go to uh, search or tags and I look by, you know, like flat design or or by drawings, you know, all the stuff that interests me. So I thought like it would be much easier. So the first idea was to do just do this just for myself. Uh, to, it would be just much, much easier to if I if I have a website where I can categorize all of those um, dribble images in, in you know, by text so I can click on it and, and preview um, some new images faster. And that's what Respiration is about. 
it just you know it just a faster way to to browse Dribble. And uh, type inspiration is more interesting because I'm, I'm working right now on um, on a big relaunch of this website, and I'm redesigning the entire website, of course, uh, and I'm planning to do much more with this website than, than there is right now. So it'll be very interesting. I I will post more information on my on my blog when I when I have something more to show. Nice. So basically, in its uh, in its uh, usable usable state right now, it's folks can go there uh, to typespiration.com and they can kind of look at these uh, well type examples right to get to get some inspiration. You also provide the CSS code there so that they can kind of see how it's formed and you and you name the fonts and the color schemes and things like that. Um, yeah, that, that's the whole idea of type inspiration. And I was amazed how well it was received by by my audience. People loved uh, that I provided CSS uh, for for all this typography. You know, I saw many people using uh, the CSS, CSS code, copying uh, the code to their own website and using it on the live sites, which was uh, very interesting. So I just want to make it better uh, this time. How much and and one of the final questions here how much how much planning and design went into the original version of typespiration it's one of these things that just like happened and you're like oh my god everybody loves this thing <laughs> i know i i had this idea one day and i decided to spend a weekend on, <laughs> on this project and i even wrote a, a blog post um on my website when you can where you can read how i made it i pointed out some some of the most difficult parts of uh, of how to do something like I did with Typespiration, like how, what plugins I use for membership, because there is a membership, uh, you can sign up and you have your own account. Um, it's all based on WordPress, of course. So, so you know, there were there were a few different plugins I had to um, customize. I had to uh, connect together to make it all work. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's crazy. It's like those things that we spend you know, months planning and, and prepping ourselves for, and then the most, like the most, uh, shared and the most attractive things come in. Like, you know, you get the idea in the shower and then you go and you, and then you go and you tweet it out and everybody's like, yeah, do it. And then you do it. And you're like, Oh God, that took like two seconds. Yeah, <laughs> not, no, not that this the, took two seconds, but you get the idea. Yeah. The day I, I launched Typespiration or maybe a few days later, Smashing Magazine, uh, <laughs> so yeah. it got you know. And back then, I didn't have a system to like automatically, uh, you know, create to create accounts automatically for all those people. Right. So when Smashing Magazine tweeted it, I got like three or four hundred people, you know, uh, sending me uh, a new message in using contact form to create them account, and they were interested to join the Typespiration. So I had to. I wrote a quick script uh, to manual to automatically uh, sign them all up in WordPress and create an account for them, so they they could you know log in and and use it. But that was crazy. Like you know, I didn't expect that at all. I was thinking like there will be like twenty people maybe after a few months, so I can you know prepare. I can uh, write uh, a good script for for out, automatic uh, logins and registrations, all of that stuff. But <laughs> it you know, hit me. <laughs> Uh, very very hard in the beginning. Yeah, it's it's amazing stuff, and, and it looks great. And I'm excited to see. Definitely keep us uh, 
I'm sure you will keep us in the loop when that uh, when that launches or when the when the preview comes out because I'd love to see where you're going with that. Um, there you have it, folks. I mean, just an amazing discussion. Uh, you know, with Rafal, one of my favorite uh, designers on the face of the earth in the galaxy in the universe. One <laughs> one, one day when I have a custom project that I'm going to hire uh, Rafal on, I'm just going to nonchalantly drive a Porsche up to your house, leave it there and say, here you go, buddy. Just, you know, when you have time, you want to redesign my site, here's a Porsche. It doesn't have to be today. It doesn't have to be tomorrow, but <coughs> um, yeah. So if you want to do that, definitely go and check out. <coughs> oh man, I'm gonna have to edit this. <coughs> Laughing at my own joke and I started choking. <coughs> All right. So now I have to write this down. Hold on one second. Damn it. 48 minutes. <clears throat> All right, let's get back into this. So that is at 48.30. Yep. And let me write that down, and I'm going to restart that. All right, just been an amazing uh, discussion with my friend Rafal, one of the most uh, inspiring designers for myself uh, in the WordPress community. In the WordPress community, does an amazing job uh, with everything he touches. He is, uh, you know, the golden child in my book, uh, and, <laughs> and he does amazing stuff. Uh, check out this book; it's 200 pages, filled with everything you need to know. Everything that we're covering in the story arc, everything that we're talking about as, as web designers, as somebody who might be jumping into either, even I think somebody who's about to design a website for themselves would be. Uh, you know, would be smart to pick up a book like this, even if they're never going to write the code themselves or draw the pixels themselves. I think prepping themselves to understand what we are thinking, either as an agency or a freelancer or as, as a consultant, getting this knowledge uh, under our belts uh, is only going to make the process smoother and better. Um, definitely check it out not only is it uh you know a, a great designed uh book it's going to have tons of information in there for you Rafal, that was the best that was the best ebook problem i ever <laughs> had. i need to hire you to write my sales copy <laughs> i know uh, so I, sh I should open up so that's one of my like that's my two second idea right right so it's like all of a sudden hey that's a great pitch maybe i should just do pitches for wordpress products um Rafal, where can folks find this uh, on the web so that folks can uh, purchase it and pick it up uh, you can go to my website and you can, I think uh, Matt will post a link on his website in notes or somewhere. And I would uh, recommend to click that link because you will get 20% off uh, on my ebook um, in, in the first seven days uh, since the, the this, uh, this show is uh, published. So I would recommend to go there, click that link, and you can you will be redirected to my ebook sales page where you can buy the ebook. Yep, and if nothing at all, go to the site rafaltamal.com and just play with the menu. Just click it. <laughs> just, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just watch the animation up, down, up, down. Um, I, yeah. And now I'm wondering if you now this animation maybe maybe lower my conversion rate because <laughs> spending too much time on playing with the menu. <laughs> and it's like when you click it and you're like, wow. That was cool. Let me just do that again. And then you just get lost in doing that. Um, so everything everything uh, looks great there. Everyone go check that out. Uh, where can folks find you on Twitter so they can tweet to you and say thanks for doing the show? Yeah, you can find me uh, at Rafael Tomal uh, on Twitter. So you can tweet me. And you can also you know find me on Google+. Uh, just type my first name, last name, and uh, you will find me. 
It's great stuff, my friend. Thanks for joining us. Everybody else, you know the drill. It's mattreport.com slash subscribe. Join the mailing list so that you know when shows like this come out uh, and when special deals from our friends like uh, Rafal are sending us uh, discount codes. Like he said, I'll have that linked up in the show notes. Uh, For the next seven days, you'll be able to get his book for 20% off, and I highly, highly recommend it. Other than that, five-star review in iTunes would be awesome, like I mentioned at the top of the show. And if you are a WordPress business owner, you are somebody who's running a digital business on WordPress and you just want to find other people who are talking about this stuff, helping each other out on monthly calls, mastermind calls, check out myreport.com slash join, uh, join the pro membership. Uh, it's a couple hundred bucks for the year, uh, but it gets you access to a, a bunch of WordPress folks like us. And we're talking about this stuff in the forums and on those live calls every month. Until then, everybody, we'll see you next time.